1: Follow us on Instagram at From the Shadows Podcast. We have a YouTube channel. Go to the search bar of YouTube and put From the Shadows Podcast and please subscribe to that channel. We are also on the Odyssey Radio Network and we can be found there at odyssey1.com. We're still on the traditional podcatchers that everybody loves to listen to us on. We get a lot of feedback, so please rate the podcast and communicate with uh, whether you're on Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or Google Podcasts. We're there, and we appreciate it when you leave comments for us. That's all I have for you right now, folks. And thanks for being a part of the From the Shadows podcast family. So with that being said, let's get this episode started. Now I'm going to turn you over
2: to your host, Shane Grove. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this week's Midweek Howl. Um, I'm joined by Jason, the producer. What's up, Jason? Greetings, everybody. And the Ozark Howler, you want to give us a howl this frosty right, morning? You know,
3: I'm howling. It's my thermometer in my truck says it's 26 degrees. Oh, so jeez. You know it was 22 while ago. I don't know, maybe because I'm parked in the sun or something. But you know, I'm just as the older I get, I realize why these people flock to Florida in Arizona. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. Hey, yep. Amen. Because as as I sit here uh, looking over the dash of my packed full mail vehicle and i do mean it's packed full so uh here's your friendly here's your friendly psa uh to all the listeners all around the world if you're shipping something this christmas do it now because it ain't getting there if you wait uh too much longer i'm just gonna i'm just gonna clue you in on that So, uh, I'm sitting here in my freezing cold mail truck looking at about five inches of snow from last night here in north central Ohio. So, you know what, Howler? I I know you got to have a good, uh, you got to have a good snow story in your career, don't you? Because I don't. I don't have any good snow stories. You know, I have got, you know what's crazy is I lived in
3: Minnesota for. Eight, 17, 18 years. And you'd think I, my, all my good snow stories would be in Minnesota. But, but you know, the ones I remember the most are from right here in Missouri, where, you know, if you get five or six inches of snow, don't worry. In two or three days, it'll be gone. So, <clears throat> but uh, <laughs> but, the, but, the couple hours or the couple days it's there, it wreaks absolute havoc on the motoring public. And in my old job, you know, as a deputy sheriff in the state trooper, we had to go out in. The snow and help the wayward uh, traveler. And I'm telling you, there was days that uh, I don't know what was worse—the the the wayward traveler or the wayward uh, first responder.
2: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, I tell you Uh, every day, it's the wayward uh, mailman in the snow is worse than both of those. But go ahead.
3: Well, I was just trying to decide if I'm going to tell a story on myself first or a story on my partner first. I don't think I I hate to make him. I hate to make him look bad without making myself look bad first.
2: Okay,
3: (laughs) okay, (laughs) that makes sense. You know, know what I mean, I don't want you to think that I'm just picking on him. But hey, I was sitting there, I had a brand new cop car, and uh, it won't mean anything to anybody except for people that know. But. For, for for Because of the politics of the office, I got that I had some of the latest, greatest technology, right? So I had these fancy LED light bars. This is 25 years ago when they were first coming. So I had the latest and greatest of everything. And I was about to get off work. It was about 11 or 12. I think I was supposed to get off at midnight or whatever. And I was sitting at the sheriff's office. Bragging and showing off my all this equipment in my car, right? And it had been it had snowed, but the snow was scraped off, so the highways uh, were clear. And it was between Christmas and New Year's, so I'm sitting there, plectrons going off, and then they call uh, the patrol. They and the patrol's calling my my partner the the trooper that's taking over for me, she's coming to work as I'm getting off. I knew her. She was from my hometown. She was, we were the same age. We went to college together. She graduated. And I didn't, you know, but, uh,
2: and then the same
3: place. Yeah. We ended up in the same place. Yeah. Which is, just leads me to all kinds of jokes. I can tell. Anyhow. <laughs> um, yeah, I got there before her. So, Hey, whatever. Uh, anyhow, they dispatch her and she's brand new to the zone. And I know where I'm going, so I tell her. Now she's there, looking at my car with these other cops or whatever. And I said, "Hey, just follow me out there." She said, "Okay." So we go tear ass, and of course, I really would just want to turn all the lights and sirens on in this car because that's what's the kind of stuff, you know. When people hate young cops, there's usually a good reason. I mean, it's <laughs> usually so. I turn all my red lights and all my sirens. We go tear ass, and we get on the highway and we get up to speed and they 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 tell us on the radio it's car's overturned uh, and then they say well they've hit a cow well you've all seen deer struck on the road right yeah well yes. i'm telling you what you hit a 1000 or 1200 pound cow on the road and usually everything stays right there right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it ain't yeah. like yeah yeah so we go f- flying up and we're in farm country so the left side of the north side of the highway we're on east west highway the left the north side of the highway which is our left side it's just picked bean fields so i mean it's just as flat and and clean as you can get except for some snow on there and the south side of the road is about the same thing but there was a feed lot right next to town anyway as i'm <laughs> Uh, there's a four-way intersection. We got to stop at. We turn on this highway. I'm tearing, up, and and I could tell something was in the road. So I'm slowing down, slowing down, slowing down, slowing down. And there's a dead cow in the road, but there ain't no car. So I shine my light. At, you know, I turn my spotlight out. You know, and my alley lights, you know, these side lights. And way out in this field, I think, if memory serves me right, six hundred and some feet off the roadway. Was a was a Mazda 300 ZX upside down? Oh in. no, oh no. <laughs> so, being this trooper, I was going to call her a troopette, but that's kind of sexist. You can't say that stuff anymore. <laughs> we go walking across this field, and and what it had done is it's hit this cow in the road, going 117, 120. I don't remember. My sergeant reconstructed it fast. And he loses the left front corner, the driver's side tire. All that folds up and basically locks that corner up. He goes into a counterclockwise skid and vaults off the road. The roadway, as you guys know out in, in farm country, the roadway a lot of times is elevated compared to the farm fields around it, right? Yes, so it, yeah. it, mm-hmm. it vaults off of this roadway right rear corner first because it's went into this skid as it's going around. And, and it was going... I, when it vaulted, it was still going a hundred and something, a and something, which means impact, he was who knows how fast he was going. So when it vaults off there, the first thing it hits is it goes off right rear corner first. So that right rear corner is the first thing that hits this plowed field. The hatchback window comes out right there and looks like it's now it's shattered, but it looks the complete outline is hatchback window is right there. You follow what I'm saying? Yeah. And there's a dude in it, face down. Oh, no. Yep. Yep. And then the car goes end over end over end over end and continues out in this field three or four more times, right? So, and there's nobody else around, but they're telling us on the radio, hey, the the driver and the passenger are down at the first house. And when you're out in farm country, you get a wreck, a lot of times you got to go a quarter mile or a half mile to the first house to call, this is back before self Really, people had cell phones and stuff. You know what I mean. So when you got in a wreck, these people had to walk to get help, right? So
2: there was people that made it out so of this wreck.
3: Listen to me now. So they tell me the driver and the passenger are down at the first house on the on the right down the road. That's where the nine one one call was coming from. And I thought, well, dude, I got a passenger here, so I shine my light over to this kid and that. My partner, she looked at him and I said, that effer's dead, I think is what I said, or something like that. And and we continued out to the car to check inside the car. Then they called us. So we walked past, back past this dude. And I mean, he is, I mean, he come out of the back hatchback of a window, right? Going 100 miles an hour. We get in our patrol cars. We drive down to the house and there's two dudes in there. And what they had done was, they had they had one of them was uh, uh, partially ejected but crawled out. The other one was only the driver had a seatbelt on. <clears throat> so the driver was in pretty good shape. The other passenger was jacked up. So he'd walked he's one of them deals, he'd walked a quarter of a mile down to this house, sat down on the couch, and then he never moved again. They had to come and backboard him and cause his back and neck was all jacked up, you know. But I guess the adrenaline or whatever let him you know, walk down to this house So First ambulance gets there They're tending all these people and, and the second ambulance is rolling up And we say, hey, there's a dude out here in the field Because they're all asking for Jimmy or Joey Or whatever his name is So me and this trooper Go back out there to the field To bring his other uh, second ambulance over there And they walk across out in the snow I don't know, 25, 30 feet 30, I don't remember how far A long way it seemed like in the middle of this shattered glass. And there that kid is. And that first EMT, one of them got up by his head and the other one got in the middle of him and they rolled him over. She says, well, let's roll him over and and see. And when she rolled him over, he went,
1: Oh, it's cold. It's cold. What? Oh my goodness.
3: What? What? <laughs> he was still alive? All of them were alive. All of them lived. Oh so this is the crazy part, huh? Yeah, that is crazy. <laughs> this is the crazy What? <laughs> this is the uh-huh. crazy part. Okay. So I go back to the dead cow, the victim, if you will. So <laughs> okay. I talked to the driver, and the driver said, man, we were driving down the road, and I thought it was a piece of round bale or a hay bale in the road so i didn't try to veer around it and i said what do you mean you couldn't tell it was a cow and he said dude i thought it was a it was a piece of, it was a hay bale he, you know how sometimes when they feeding a lot of round bales, yeah, a piece yeah. of the hay bale or whatever will come off of mm-hmm. and he said but that thing wasn't standing in the road is that what because when i was talking to him he didn't even know he had hit a cow he thought he what was in that hay bale so I went over to this cow with my mag light, drove back over to this fancy car with all these lights, turned them on, and this cow was dead right in the middle of the, uh, of the stri- uh, you know, striped lines, stripes, and right in the middle of the road was that, and you guys that are old enough to remember, it had that 85, 86 Ford, blue Ford emblem from like a pickup the blue oval <laughs> right in the middle of the thing right in the middle of the highway right it was really yeah. tough and then, yeah and then i had i had so i saw i take my flashlight i'm following around behind my car and 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 then i immediately a ford truck has hit this thing and so i could ford see that, i could see this this trail of antifreeze where the guy had turned around and went back the other way right went back west Mm -hmm. so my sergeant came out there the next morning we fully expected one or two of those kids to die they flew them all uh uh, two of the three to the university which is what they do here i don't know what they do out east but you know there's always a place they bring these helicopters in fly these people to let students work on them or whatever and anyhow uh my sergeant came out next morning and said, hey, we're going to reconstruct that. I've got to do two a year, uh, and it's the end of the year, so I'm going to do my, do do it. All. And that's how I headed to vault formulas and some other stuff. And he says, what are you going to do? And I said, I'm going to go back to that little town. There's a little town. I don't want to say these on the radio or on the, on the podcast here because there would probably be people from here or whatever. But anyway, it's a little 350-person town. I said, I'm going to go door to door until I find this truck. He goes, are you really? And I said, well, yeah. So I went door to door to, you know, I mean, I drove past every house, went down every alley, and finally back by this dude's pile of wood, you know how they have an old detached garage and then the lean-to full of wood and smush that up? Mm-hmm. There's a blue tarp covering the front half of a F-150 pickup truck. So I get out, I walk over there, pull the tarp back, and here's all, you know, here's cow hair that i feel in my limited experience with uh, <laughs> dead cows that matches the victim out there on the highway right <laughs> so i went up and knocked on the door and i said hey can i talk to the you the who owns this truck the driver's truck and he kind of he hummed around a little bit and i said he said it ain't my truck and i said what's the deal well, i really not run to get into it And you know and And he was just your typical blue-collar, stick-up-for-his-drunk-buddy dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I said, well, you were here last night. And he said, yep. And I said, you seen all the ambulances and you heard the helicopters? And he says, yep, yep, yep. And I said, it's my professional opinion, and that truck is tied to it, which makes you part of the crime. Whoa, man. Okay, I'll tell (laughs) you. So-and-so, I'm going to call him Joe. Joe showed up last night on... 1:30 or whatever or 12:30 whatever time it was and wanted me to take him to his mom's house which is in a little another little crap town you know 15 miles away and I said okay see how easy it is I called for a tow truck towed the truck to towed this old truck and then I went down to this dude's mom's house he's 30 and I, of course I run him on my computer before we get there you know I have dispatch to do all this stuff he's he's what's called a, under revocation so there's suspension and revocations and then denials. So, so he is revoked for driving while intoxicated convictions. He's got no license. So I figured he must probably was drunk, right? Oh Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. So the problem is on the hammer that you hold on people's heads is on leaving the scene of an accident or something like that. You'll take their license. Well, for, for career criminals that don't have a license, you really don't have any way to pressure them into, to, helping you at all does that make sense oh yeah so what you got to do is trick them so <clears throat> i knocked on, i put my trooper hat on and i knocked on the door because that hat's going to come up in court i knocked on the door and this dude you know the the the, the kind of the you know what a 40 year old dude that still lives with, his, lives with his mom looks like right so i don't have to get into that description
2: <laughs> but but wait, wait a second it wasn't that long ago i had to live with my mom Just so you know. Okay, go ahead. You know, (laughs) in that case,
3: hey, he looked like a 40-year-old Willie Nelson. (laughs) He's skinny, had his billfold on a chain. And I'm not making fun of dudes with billfolds on a chain. I'm just setting you up, right? I'm painting a picture. Blue jeans, wife beater-like T-shirt. I don't remember what. His T-shirt was like an old printed T-shirt that had been washed a thousand times, right? Oh, yeah. So he'd probably bring twice the money nowadays because my kids buy clothes that are wore out all the time. But anyhow, (laughs) and he's barefoot, and I forgot what his name is now. I said, hey, Joe. He said, yeah. I said, you know, I want to talk to you about your truck. And he goes, what truck? I don't have no truck. I said, no. You know, I said, Missouri's not a free-range state. So – The owner of that cow is responsible—and this is true—the owner of that cow is responsible if if, damage—if his livestock gets out and damage occurs. And I said, Uh, so in order for you to get paid on that truck, I need to hear what happened. And he goes, I'm getting paid on my truck? I said, yeah, you're getting paid on your truck. So he says, well— I was driving down the road and this whole herd of cows he said I was trying to dodge them but the whole herd come out there and I said okay I said I asked him he didn't want me to come to his house so I asked him can I talk to you out but not in here I said well come on out so he walked out barefoot because that comes into court a little later so I said Give him the free-range deal. He says there was a whole herd of them. I tried to do my best, to, you know, but that son guns right in the middle of the road. I had nowhere to go. And I said, okay, that's kind of what I figured, you know. Blah, blah, blah. I said, why did you call it in last night? Well, I didn't have way, you know, didn't have a phone, didn't have this, didn't have that. Finally get to his license. Well, what's the deal with your license? Well, you know, I lost it, blah, blah, blah. You know, so finally I get him to admit that he was driving the truck because he thinks he's getting paid for this raggedy old Ford pickup. <laughs> So that's when I got to drop the hammer on him. I said, "Hey, this is the deal. You're under arrest for leaving scene of accident uh, that caused an uh, injury felony." He goes, "Injury? The fucking cow man? The- I felt like I was talking to Jeff Bridges on The Dude. The fucking cow man!" And I said, "Well, what happened is somebody came along later and you left the scene with that dead cow in the road. Somebody come along and hit that cow and got hurt." I wasn't driving. I changed my mind. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so by this time, I cuff him up. I take him to jail. I remand him to the custody of the proper authorities here. And, of course, in true live-with-your-mom fashion, he gets a public defender because he's got no... And they tried to rake me over the coals, this this, this wonderful liberal and uh, tried to rake me over the coals. Did you have your hat on? Did you have your gun on? You're an imposing person compared to my client. I think you basically said I bullied him into confessing. And I said, no, I didn't bully him into confessing. I tricked him into confessing. And it wasn't really a trick because he did get paid for his truck. I can't help it that he, by, by trying to get this farmer to pay for his, his, his truck, you know, he opened himself up for all his liability. Um, so anyway, he was obviously found guilty because I had a good case on him. So as far as liability is concerned, it doesn't matter because the, the, his mom had insurance on that truck. The farmer's insurance and the kid that hit him, this is small town America, they all had the same insurance company. the same, So it was all settled out. So then this is where I get terrible here. This is when, you know, so I, I talked to the prosecutor about it and I explained what it was going on. And, and, and I said, hey, he says, well, what do you think? He used to talk like this. He's on you Mike Tyson. He was a big guy, but he talked like this. He says, well, John, what do you want you to do about this? The driver, he's really going that fast. I said, well, I can write him some tickets, too. Well, I think you... So I drive over to the university where this kid's This is just a day or two after the wreck, right? And these people were bawling. The mom of the driver's mother and father was there at that accident scene crying because that's what they do in the country. They call your parents before they call the ambulance. and And they were seeing their entire... Life go down the drain because they thought they were going to be liable for their kid, the, all these injuries of their kid driving this car, right? Because there was some beer involved. Two of the three of them were home from college, and and anyhow, I told them that night I'm going to go try to find the truck that hit that cow. And when I so I went down to the hospital and I said, hey, they were all sitting in this hospital room, the kids up and talking and and and. I said, I got some good news. And then what's the good news? I found the driver of that truck. Did you really? And the mom gives me a big hug. And I said, yeah. I said, this, you know, it's so-and-so. His name's so-and-so. He's from uh, Farber, Ladonia, whatever bird town it is is up here. And I said, you know, I took him to jail. He's been, you know, he's being charged. we leave leaving the scene. Oh, you're great. She's in tears. You're such a great guy. Great, great guy. And so I look at Junior there and I said, Junior, the problem is, I've also got a speeding ticket for you here. A speeding ticket? I said, Well, yeah, <laughs> I said, we reconstructed that accident, and I said, we've come to the termination. I think it was 113. I said, that, ca- that car was going 113. At least, we can prove that it was going at least 113 miles an hour, and they do it by gravity because it vaulted, at, and gravity pulls at 9.8 meters per second squared, Or uh, 32 feet per second per second It was proven in a guinean feather tube I don't want to get into all the crap But basically how fast That car would have to be going To go that distance From where it left the road To where it hit the dirt Does that make sense? They measure that And they say that That thing would have to be doing this So I said 120 feet post impact You're still going 113 miles an hour And and remember the mom I told you Was crying and, and hugging me It's like most relationships I've had, it instantly went to, you motherfucker! What, what are you <laughs> talking about? <laughs> and I said, she said, that little car won't even go that fast. Not anymore. <laughs> and I said, well, I think it would. Nope, not if you gotta stop at the four-way, there's no way. And and, and mom and dad, now dad, I can tell he's the weak uh, the one, because He's a dad, so he's drove fast. You know what I mean? He's been in some stuff. Yeah. So he didn't really want to die on this hill like mom did. But she says, We're not accepting that ticket. He's not signing it. We're not accepting it. And I said, Well, I tell you what. She said, Because that little car won't go that fast. So I said, I'm sure it will. As I said, it's a 300 Nissan 300 ZX. I said, They're known to be going fast. I said, I think if I looked up the manufacturers, thing uh reviews and stuff i think we'll find it goes well beyond you know 113 or whatever she said well he couldn't get it go that fast if it if it stopped four way and did all this stuff and i said well hold on, hold on a second it were you know 1.34 miles because i'd measured it from the stop sign the four-way stop to where this you thing didn't write on. him a ticket for not stopping did you no <laughs> i said i know he met he could have done because I had a time, I think my, my Crown Vic was a 1997 Crown Victoria. I said I have a brand new Ford Crown Victoria police car that aren't really known to be that fast, really. And it'll go from a dead stop at the stop sign; it'll go 126 miles an hour before I get to that accident scene. So I know that is within that capability. So as I'm trying to debate her, and she's, I'm telling you what, she is freaking Looney Tunes on me. Now, when I was a kid, you wanted to deal with the troopers because you didn't want to deal with your parents, right? Well, this is the newer flip-flop generation, you know, where where these parents are pit bulls, and uh, so finally he goes, well, maybe it'll go that fast. Maybe I will, you know. We he he around and they took finally took the ticket, but I went from being the hero to workless. I was a, a son. Of, she couldn't believe I'd stooped that low. He nearly lost his life, and for me to come in there and give him that ticket was adding salt to a wound.
2: <laughs> well, I, hope I think. It feels uh, like sea salt. Well, I think uh, as we uh, as we end this episode, we can uh, learn two lessons from this. One, don't speed down a country road, uh, especially where there's livestock, because it ain't gonna end well. And number two, thank God the holler ain't patrolling these uh, country roads up here because you'd be writing a lot of tickets in hospital bet- hospital rooms. <laughs> okay. Words of wisdom. <laughs> well, everybody, uh, like go. I said, mail your packages now or you're not going to get them.
3: Well, yeah. Like, like, like a Democrat, vote early and often, right? Mail
1: early and often. Multiple, <laughs> multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Stay, right. stay, stay, stay warm out oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the From the Shadows podcast. Until next time, never shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking in the shadows. We are out.